we approach it in a different way. For many of us, our work with God is based on a task, not on a relationship. We are Christians, we belong to a church, if we happen to be part of the church, do something, we do whatever we do in the church. And that is the task space. But we are not in a strong relationship with God. We cannot feel that we have that connection with the Lord. That doesn't mean that we don't pray. We pray. We read our Bible. But that intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is not really there. Praise the Lord. That is what we as a church, we need to go back to the basis of our faith. What it means to be Christian. What the Lord requires of us. You will turn your Bible with me to the book of John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Living intimacy with the Lord. John chapter 15. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. That's why I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, and is withered. As they gather them and throw them into the fire, they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Praise the Lord. We have read four verses from this passage. Can you see how many times the word Abide is mentioned here. This is from the New Kingdom version. I don't know what version you have. But from this version, the word abide is mentioned seven times. Abide means stay. Remain. Stay. Leave. Common translation would say, if you live in me. And so abide with 
the central theme of Christianity. The Lord Jesus Christ came to save us from our sins. But he did not come to save us from our sins for us to become part of his church and yet walk away from him and do our own thing, whatever place. Jesus Christ is the shepherd of our lives. And so he is the one looking after us. We are the sheep. And we have to be part of him, stay with him, eat from him, drink with him, and receive his protection. But what Christianity these days is saying is that we come to him as a shepherd, we belong to him. But then we go with our individual ways and abandon them, being on his own. And yet while we are still away, we think that we are still part of the sheepfold. That is a tragedy. The sheep are supposed to be in the sheep bar. And Jesus used this analogy over and over again. I am the gate of the sheepfold. Whoever does not enter through me will not be part of me. Those who climb the wall are teeth. The shepherd goes and the sheep follows. Jesus Christ created man for the purpose of a relationship. Not just a casual relationship. He created us from an intimate relationship. Whoever makes it to heaven is not going to be an outsider. Whoever received this grace to be part of this wonderful world that is still there, it is not going to come. Heaven is not coming when we die or when we are no more. It is existing. It is going ongoing. So whoever is going to be part of heaven will become part of the intimate relationship with God. There is no outsider in the kingdom of God. There are no spectators, those who just went to watch what is going on and go their own way in the kingdom of God. Each and every one is a participator. We are all involved in it. We are all the children of God. We are the sons and the daughters of God. And so there is that intimate relationship in the mind and heart of God when we create. In the heaven that there is and in the world to come, God is going to live and reign with human beings. Us, the very people he has made in his own image. And so that cannot be done with a casual relationship. It cannot be done when there is no agreement with us. It cannot be done when we are interested in the self. It is all me, 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 interested to do our own things and forget about what the maker wants us to do. It is not going to work when we are interested in looking for things that do not benefit, things that do not satisfy. When the one who created us 
lovers who are satisfied with what gives us life and is ready to give it to us. And yet we turn away from Him and do it our own thing. It is not going to work. That is the Christianity that we know. And so He says, I am the vine, I am the tree, and you, human beings, you are the branches. The branches came from the vine, the tree, Israel. and the branches is being sustained, is being nourished by the root of the tree. So the branches can only flourish, it can only bear, it can only blossom, it can only bring out the wonderful fruit and leaves and flowers only when it is sustained by the tree. Whenever the branch is cut off, it withers, it dries, it is short of oxygen and nutrition, and eventually it becomes dead leaves and dead wood. It does not survive. And that is the type of Christianity we see today in our world. As the year has come to one year has come to an end and another year has surfaced. We have different resolutions. We have different determinations. We have different desires. But only a handful of people will you find who are determined to come close to the Father again. Only a handful of people you will find who are determined to live under the rulership of the maker who has every good and perfect thing to give to us, but then we turn away looking for those things elsewhere. We're looking for satisfaction everywhere and everything. But here lies the source of our lives. Yet we are ignoring it and doing something different. And so he said, if you abide in me, therefore he said, abide in me, live in me, remain in me, stay in me. So as the branch cannot bear fruit, you cannot do it by yourself unless you abide in it. If you continue to remain a detached Christian, you are completely detached and you are dead and alive because you don't have a source. You don't have a connection. You only belong to a community of the church, but you don't have a root that goes back to the source of your origin. We have decided to cut ourselves off. And so unless you abide with me, if you don't abide with me, you are cut off. I am the father and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him will bear fruit. Bearing fruit that don't necessarily mean that we are going to raise the dead. Doesn't mean we are going to be Billy Graham's and donkeys in our world if we are a pastor or something, fill the whole stadium and cities with people. Only God can do that. He allows the people he chose to do that. Bearing fruit means we will remain in the Lord Jesus Christ. We will maintain our salvation. The love of God will remain in our hearts. We continue to do whatever we do. We will bear fruit in the kitchen if we are a mother. We will bear fruit in the office if we are a servant. 
wherever he has put us. Our Christian life will flourish. Our life will carry on. We will maintain our salvation to the end of our life. We will bear fruit. Only when we abide in the Lord, we will bear fruit. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast off. As a branch is cast off. So bearing fruit and being cast off are two different things. We can bear fruit and we will not even see that we are bearing fruit. We bear fruit when we remain. The greatest achievement in Christianity is not proven by material. What we have and what we assume and presume to have are not the real achievement. The greatest achievement in life is our intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no material thing that can prove our success with God. Success is not measured by material. It is not measured by the expensive coat we wear, expensive shoes and dresses, by the big houses and cars and the figures in our bank Genuine success in God is measured by our closeness and our obedience to the world. And this can only happen in and when we abide, we stay. We remember, we hear, we open, we obey the word of God. Abide in me and I in you. If we don't abide in Christ, we are cut off. And says that they gather you and put them into fire and they are burned. That's exactly what happens. Whoever comes off the streams of God. The streams of God is the life of God that controls the universe. And we are like a fish in the stream. If a fish jumps out of the stream onto the ground, the ground is dead. Whatever comes out of the streams of God dies. There's life in the stream. I am the branch and you are. Sorry, I am the vine and you are. The that is our determination. Having an intimate relationship with the Lord is the core principles of our lives. It is the purpose of God's creation. God did not create beings who will come and be independent of Him. Because we cannot survive. Life can only come from God. Success can only come from God. Blessings can only come from God. Healing can only come from God. Prosperity can only come from God. Everything that we need can only come from God. No matter how hard we have to work in order to achieve those things, they can only come from God. Our bread can only come from God. To sleep and wake up in the morning can only come from God. So whilst he continues to provide us with everything that we are and yet ignore his presence and focus on something else, then we are taking ourselves off the path. So when we do that, we are cut off and we will be short of the energy that maintains and supplies our need. That is what happens physically. 
Physically, you may not see that. But spiritually, that is what happens. If you abide, not in me, you are not. If you abide in me, your servant, and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done. If you abide in me, if you remain in me, if you focus on me, if you listen to me, if you obey me, if you follow me, if you maintain an interest in me, that's where the real life comes A life under the sun that is not determined to have a close walk with God and a close relationship with God is a waste life. It is a waste life. Because that is the purpose of our creation. That is the reason why He created us. And what else would you ask for? That a God can create you, the maker of the universe. Our world as we see it, and as we know, when you travel, when you are in the plane, the plane, the earth becomes like a grain of rice. Among other things, sometimes it even disappears from view. The higher the plane goes, the more our earth disappears. When we walk on the earth, we think it is the greatest thing that God has created. And if you search and God, the maker of this wonderful thing that are beyond our imagination, is calling us to have an intimate relationship with Him. What else would you ask Giving us a life down to cultivate that, a life down to do that, and yet we're running away from that. We're doing everything and anything except that which is necessary, except that which is important, giving our lives to Him and following Him. We take interest in everything that anything except the most important thing. Living in an intimate relationship with Him. So how can we live in intimate relationship with the Lord? First of all, we need to understand. The first step in living in intimate relationship with the Lord is to have that desire. If we can live in intimate relationship with God, it will start with a seed of desire, or a seed called desire. The reason why it has to start with desire is God created us and gave us the ability to choose. And apart from giving us the ability to choose, He has also created us in the midst of uncomfortable options. So we have so many options, so many interests, so many things to spend our lifetime pursuing and doing. The choices we have in our lifetime are as many as the human beings under the planet. I mean, under the sun. So we can choose to do so many things. Or we can choose from so many parts of the planet. 
And so in order to have an intimate relationship with God, the first step is to have the desire to do something. So once the desire is there, then we will start cultivating or we will start working towards it. But the starting point is the desire. When the desire is there, then the willingness and the ability to do something about the desire comes. In Romans chapter 10, the verse 1, Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. My heart's desire, my heart's desire and prayer to God. This is the starting point. If we want to have a close relationship with God, we have to have a heart desire. An intimate relationship, intimacy with God has to start with our heart desire and prayer for us to be able to walk closely with God. If not, it will not work. Turn the Bible to 21, to Jeremiah chapter 9, sorry, chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 12 and 13. Now that we are Christians, let's read Jeremiah 29. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. Now I will listen. You will seek me and find me. You search for me with all of your hearts. Praise God. Now that you and I are Christian, when we call upon the Lord, it is okay for us to call upon the Lord. Lord God, because He is a God, we thank you, God. Oh God, people even call the name of the Lord to swear. Jesus Christ, not as a solution. So then you will call upon me. It is fine because I am the creator. But then, as a Christian, he said you will go and pray to me. If you go and pray to me, I will listen. God's ear is not dead. He listens. He hears. So when you go to your room, when you go to your chambers, when you go to church, wherever you pray, God says, I will bless you. But you will seek me When it comes to having an intimate relationship with God, it doesn't happen by a click of a finger. Is it but you will seek me and find me if and when you search for me with all of your heart, then I will be found. That is where many of us do their job. We 
call upon the name of the Lord and that is fine for us as Christians. We go and pray to the Lord and that is fine for us as Christians. By seeking the Lord and finding Him to have an intimate relationship with us, that is where the problem lies. And He will seek me and find me. If you search for me with all of your heart. So seeking and finding come. Desire has to be there. Can your Bible with me to Psalm 37, verse 4? Psalm 37, verse 4.
delight ourselves in having a closer relationship with God so that He will give us our hearts. But the question again is how do we really relate to God? It's easy to have a relationship with people you can see. It is easy to have a relationship with people you can communicate even in their absence. How do we relate to our intimate relationship with God? Well, we can't do so. We need to be able to do that. That is how it is. And it is what it is. To be able to have a, an intimate relationship with God, we will have to understand and believe that God is so real. God is so real. And so even though in as much as it's helped for relationships to be based on what we see, it is not always the case. Today, our world has taught us that you can have a relationship with someone sometimes. Today, people have a relationship only through text messages. Facebook and social media friendships. You hear people say, my Facebook friends, YouTube friends. Well, with YouTube, you can see pictures. Social, I mean, Facebook, you can also see with other media. But today, you can have a close bond with people you have never met. They may live across the other side of the continent, on the other side of the earth, and you can have a relationship. That is what Christians we need to do. When it comes to God, it becomes different. Many of us believe and follow a God who doesn't exist in our minds. We are Christians. We are believers. But our relationship with that God shows as if it doesn't exist. We treat him as if it doesn't exist. We treat him as if God is not real. The only time God is real for many Christians today is when we speak it through our mind. But our actions and our deeds don't show that we relate to a God. Even when we pray, we don't attach faithfully. We dehumanize God as a God that exists in our own minds and hearts. Only exists in the Bible. And if you continue to see God like that, we will not be able to relate to him. John chapter 14, the verse 1 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let, he said, the way, sorry, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. I think I took that part away. And it goes that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. We have to believe in Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ is so real. And we have to believe in Jesus Christ that not only is he real, but he is ready to relate to us. We have to believe in Jesus Christ to the extent that he can handle everything. We have to believe in Jesus Christ to understand that he requires and desires a genuine one-to-one relationship with us. He's not interested in casual relationships where we walk away from him. He did not come to save us to be on our own course. He is the master 
like Thomas. Many Christians are like Thomas today. You see, I am not going to believe it until I see him face to face. Then the next time Jesus appears to them and straight away, he says, Thomas, come and put your finger in my palm. Shake my side and see that Jesus. When he saw all those things and he said, Oh Lord, I'm glad you are here. Jesus said, Stop up there. You believe in that because you have seen But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And so it is a blessing for us to be able to relate to that unseen God who is so real, just like you and I are real. He requires an intimate relationship. And we have to treat him like a person who he is. If and when we can have that intimate relationship. If we treat God like speaking to the air and not expecting any answer or reply back, if we treat God like doing things to the air and not see or for him not seeing what we are doing, then we are deceiving ourselves. Because he sees everything we do. He hears everything we say. And he knows everything we do. And so if he sees and hears and knows, and yet we pretend that those things don't exist, he doesn't hear, he doesn't see, he doesn't relate, then we deceive ourselves. That's why we cannot have a relationship. If we believe that he sees and hears us anywhere we are, then we can have that in mind. So when we have that in mind, we can let him be what he wants to be. He never changes, he is always with us. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20 says, when he was sending the disciples into the world, he says, Though teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God is always with us. And he remains with us. God never leaves us nor forsakes us. Both his transcendence presence and his imminent presence are with us. Transcendent presence of God is go everywhere. The imminent presence of God is God who is very close and very present. And so we cannot escape the transcendent presence of God, God being everywhere. We cannot go to a place where God is not there. And when we are Christians, as the children of God, the imminent presence of God is always there. I will be with you wherever you go, even to the end of the world. You see, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is what he said to Joshua. It applies us today. And so in order for us to take advantage and be able to walk with him. James chapter 4, verse 8, which we quoted earlier. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, O you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-mindedness. It is us who have to draw near to God. God doesn't need to draw near to anyone. He is always where he is. And his presence is always with us. He is in our homes, he's at schools, he's in the offices. Wherever we go, God is there. So we don't God doesn't need to draw near. It is us who need to draw near to God. 
every time we make a continuous effort to grow in our faith. Whether we want to read more Bible, or pray more, or praise and worship more, or have more faith, whatever we choose to do continuously, after a while, we can feel that, oh, there's a difference in it. Since I've been praying, I can see different. Since I've been reading the Bible, I can see different. It means we are drawing closer to Him. He never moves, He never changes. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And Psalm chapter 73, verse 28 says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord, that I may declare all your works. Look at the contrast. Zephaniah chapter 1, chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. He said, Woe to her who is rebellious and polluted to the oppressive city. She has not obeyed his voice. She has not received correction. She has not trusted in the Lord. She has not drawn near to her God. This is referring to the city of Jerusalem. She has not trusted the Lord. She has not drawn near to God. If we cannot draw near to God, we cannot trust God. God becomes a distant God. Even when we pray, we don't feel as if our prayers will be answered. We don't feel as if God answers our prayers. But the psalmist says that it is good that I draw near to the Lord. I have put my trust in Him. If we can draw near, we can put our trust in Him. You cannot see a stranger in the street and begin to tell the stranger your family brother, your heart brother, your inner issue that is going on in your own If it's a stranger, they have nothing to do with it. They don't even You can't trust them. But if you draw near to a person, they become your friend. They become somebody you trust. Then you can put your trust in them. So drawing near, nearness and trust work together when it comes to walking with God in intimacy. So draw near to God and He will draw near to us. It is good that I drew near to God. And said, Jerusalem has not trusted God. She couldn't trust God because she did not draw near to God. So friends, this is our determination. It is not a resolution. And this is not a determination only for the year. This has to be the determination of every Christian for a lifetime. Not just a year or a month or a Sunday preaching. He came to draw us closer to himself. To have a close relationship with us. That's what he expects from us. That's what we expect us to do. Living in intimacy with the Lord. The Lord strengthens us and helps us. We make every effort to draw closer to Him. If anything at all, this year, let this be your determination. In addition to your own personal or corporate resolutions and plans that you will have, harvest as part of it your own desire to draw closer to the Lord. And as you draw closer to the Lord, He will also draw near to you.
Father, we give you the glory this morning for your word and your presence for our and for reminding us again that this is the purpose of our existence. First of all, you did not create us to become independent away from you. Neither did you come to slay God for us to become our own masters and ignore you. You have given us everything it takes for us to be part of your life. We are ever so grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will help us in our weaknesses, in our lack of understanding, so that we will not spend our time looking for our blessings and our purpose of existence elsewhere, but that we will recognize that they are all in you, that you are the one who has to be the priority of our lives. As we make it the priority of our life, everything else will fall into place as you have done. We pray that you will continue to give us the wisdom and the ability to live by this. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name.